0: Pastor Mike McCoy welcoming you to the time of truth. And amen. I don't know what text I took when I launched on Heaven Past. I, I just took a text somewhere and was all over the Bible to expound on Heaven Past. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll mention two things. First, The place, we know it's the abode of God. It's in the sides of the north. It's from everlasting to everlasting. Don't ask me when God set up heaven. I don't have any idea. I just know he's always been and it's always been wherever he was. That is the place. It is the abode of God. It's not the first heaven that we see in the sky. In the sky, the firmament, that's not that. It's not the planets out there in the solar system, though that's a heaven. That's the two, uh, the heaven above us, the firmament, then the solar system, then the abode of God out there somewhere. How close is that? I think it's one step. Amen. So the place we know of God is in the third heaven. Then we, we talked about the problem there was in, in, in heaven, in heaven past. The problem was Satan rose up. We learned out of Isaiah chapter number 14. We learned that Isaiah raised his head up and he said, I will be like the most high. And God said, no, you won't. We learned from Ezekiel 26 that he was in the garden with God. Now, you read the Bible, you'll find out there's only four persons in in the garden of God. Adam Eve, the serpent, who we find out later is the devil. And God walking with Adam in the cool of the day. I believe God was in his fullness there, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. And there he was walking with God in the cool, but there was a problem in heaven. Satan had risen up against God. Pride, pride was the first sin committed in eternity according to the scripture, and is it any surprise that those that are anti-God today fly the flag and call themselves proud? I mean, if you've read the Bible at all, you're not a bit surprised about it. So we see heaven past. I'm not going to go in there. We see that the devil was cast out. Jesus said, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. We looked at heaven past. We talked about heaven present. <clears throat> the place again where God the Father is. God the Son is seated at the right hand of the Father. We know that, making intercession for you and I. So we see God the Father, God the Son, that we see something that was necessary in heaven because without the shedding of blood, what is there? No No remission of sin. So if there was a sin problem in the original heaven, there had to be something in order to take care of the problem. And according to the Word of God, the only thing that takes care of the problem is blood. Heaven was bloodless, but it's not anymore. Somewhere there in in the very throne room of God, the the temple of God, if you will, there is the true mercy seat of God, which we learn by Hebrews, the things that was manufactured by men, the tabernacle and all the instruments, there were only the shadow of the true mercy. But somewhere in heaven, heaven present, is the true mercy seat of God. And there's blood on that seat. Without it, there's no remission. We see the place. We see the mercy seat. We see the people that are there. We tried to tried to share some things. We would gleaned. Over the years, that they, if there's par- people there that are in glorified bodies like Christ, we see that they rose up after Him being the first fruits. There was a resurrection, according to Matthew, and they walked around and went and seen people. Say what? Well, well, doesn't everybody have that body when they leave here? Not according to Paul. Paul said they're spiritual bodies. Right. Yeah, Say well, what? Get this, why don't they have the same body that the people had that got up and walked around? Why don't they have it? Because they've not been resurrected. These people have been. The scripture's plain. you can read it yourself in Matthew. So we see that the people that are there, that are some in the same condition that Christ is in. How was he? He said, touch me and feel me. A spirit, what hath not flesh and bone, such as you see me have? And he ate of the broil fish in the honeycomb. Yes, he did. Amen. So we see we see the people that are there with God, some one way, some another. So you well, can't be that way. Jesus was here in a glorified body, walking around 40 days after the resurrection. Don't tell me do anything he wants to do. Amen. I'm glad that's why he's God. So there we see them, the people that are up there. Now, if I, was to, if I was to leave here now, if I leave tonight, you'd bury me if I had to have me buried out here at the city cemetery. And they'd bury my body. My body would go to rest and it would await the resurrection call. And according to Thessalonians chapter number 4, that one of these days when God brings those that sleep in Christ with him, He's going to wake it up and give me a glorified body just like Jesus. Praise When he shall appear, we shall be like him. That's good right there. So now we have, a, we see heaven present. That's where our family is. It's where my mom and daddy, my grandpa, and my grandma, papa led better, granny led better. That's where they're at. They're one they at. They got, a, they got a body, but it's a spirit. Paul said there's a spiritual body. There's an actual body. Jesus proved that there's a glorified body. And one of these days, praise God, I'll be like him. Tony, I like like what you said. I believe that. I believe you just go up. That's what Jesus done. If we're going to be like Jesus, that's what he said we're going to be like. Well, was he standing on the hillside out there uh, at the Mount of Olives And all of a sudden, he just starts, a cloud receives him out of their sight. Clouds are up there. Just received him up. There he went. Amen. So we see heaven past and heaven present. But what about this new heaven he's talking about? Mm. How about this new heaven? There, you know, first I want to consider this. The place. And, and and John's writing, and I saw a new heaven. I, I just learned this this afternoon. I did not know this. I've got I've done some word study and and, and looking, and so I've always been kind of kind of twisted up on the part of, about the new heaven, and and it, my thought was this: Randy, my thought was, well, we needed. God needed a new heaven, and I've heard this said. I've not said it, but I've heard it said. We need a new heaven because it had been defiled by sin. Well, I've taught that tonight. The original sin was in heaven. I mean, the Bible's very plain about that. First one that sinned was Satan. That's why he's the devil. He's the accuser of the brethren, and he wants to kill you, destroy He came to steal, kill, and destroy He don't want you to have a minute's peace in your life. He wants you to be miserable, distraught, discouraged, broke down, die and go to hell. That's right. That's exactly his agenda. Ha (laughs) ha. He lost me, praise God. Isn't it good to be under the blood tonight? Now, since I mentioned that, I got something this afternoon. You know why they don't need a new heaven in the abode of God now? Because the blood's there. Taken care of. Now before the blood was there and the accuser still shows up. It's very plain about that, Revelation chapter 12. The devil, the accuser, still goes before God and makes accusations against us and sometimes he's right about what he says. But, hallelujah, the thing that takes care of the sins right there on the mercy seat, there's the blood. The Father doesn't have to say anything. Jesus makes intercession for us. But all he would have to do is point. So we know by that, we know by that, that this new heaven isn't including the abode of God, but gee, the, the other heaven. We, we find here this word new, this word new. I wish I was a Greek scholar. Or Hebrew, I wish I could do both. But I can't and God knew I couldn't so I got a book that tells me the definitions of the Hebrew and the Greek. And somebody said, I don't need to know that. Well, the Bible said to study to show yourself approved, because what it says, the translators, it's put in English for us to read. But what it says sometimes in the Greek isn't what you think it means. I found that over and over in my study. Now, we have a word here I saw a new heaven. Two words in the Greek used in the New Testament for new. The word new. When we see this, we think of something like a new car. But after the car, Rolls off the assembly line and you drive it five miles, it is no longer new. It is then used. And after you sell it, Eric, you're the car guy, it's pre-owned now, it's not used, right? Pre-owned, that sounds better than used. Ain't nobody bought a used car in 20 years, a pre-owned Automobiles. Two words in the Greek for new, but it doesn't always mean new as we perceive new to be. Now, just learn this afternoon, look, doing a word study. Two words. One is neos, and it relates to time. So that would be applicable to the car because it's only new for one day. When she rolls off the line, it's new. But then in time, It doesn't take long. That car's three or four years old. And nobody calls a four-year-old car new. Then there's another name, Kinos, and it relates to quality. That means it's better than it was. Is anybody with me? I don't think you got that. It relates to quality. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a canos, new creature, quality, made better than before. That's the same, Bobby. So with that in mind, you know what this is? This is canos right here. And I saw a new heaven. And a new earth. Both words for both. Descriptions here. The first heaven. The first earth were passed away. So that brings me. There's the place. It's new. It's better than before. It relates to the quality. Of the new. Then we, then we come. To this passing. They were passed away. We see the place is. Better than before. Well, it couldn't be better. Oh, yeah, because the blood's there. It's better than before. Anything, well, bless God, I'm trying to be calm here. Anything that comes in contact with the blood is better than it was before. Amen. 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 Now, we find Matthew 24 35. Jesus said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never pass away. So Jesus, well, Isaiah told us it was going to, but I didn't dig out all the old, old Testament scriptures. There's a list of them. I just didn't dig them all out tonight. That'd be a good, that'd be a good homework study for you. But Jesus told us in Matthew 24 that it's gonna pass away. Then I want us to go to 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse number 10. 2 Peter. That's a, a Wednesday night prayer meeting slash Bible study. And talking about the passing. Now. Yeah, let me let me go to verse number seven. 2 Peter 3, verse number seven. <laughs> but the heavens and the earth which are now. So we know he's talking about present. By the same word are kept in store. reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years. And a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long suffering to usward. Now, if, I want you to get this. Usward, right there, Peter's not writing to the lost people. So he includes himself in that. Or he would have said, they are you. Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Now, here's the verse I wanted. But I had to get that up there in verse number 7. Talking about the heavens. Did you notice it's plural? Did you catch that? And the earth is singular. There's just one globe right now. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens, plural, shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth, also, singular, also, and the works that are therein shall be burned up. <coughs> Talking about the passing of this earth. I think the thing, Brother Gordon, most have trouble with is the chronological order of that and you're going to find you're going to find a, some folk will disagree with how I understand this but Now, I'm I'm down here on the first and second grade level and I like things simple so when I finally get it in my mind and it's simple it's simplistic I think well wow, it's hard to change my mind then the passing first I learned this afternoon that it's kept in store and and here's Here's, so we're familiar with that submarine that tried to go see the Titanic wound up just like it. We're familiar with that story everybody's heard, that the kids have heard that story. But it's self-imploded. When we, if I'd have read on over in, in chapter 21 and verse 2, he, or at the end of one, he said there's no more sea, Seeds? What? 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 makes up the seed? Water. And, and what is water? What two elements makes water? Hydrogen and oxygen. And if you separate them, if you separate them, how many people in here are ever used an acetylene torch? What do you want it? When you want it to burn, what what button do you mash? Oxygen. When you throw the pure oxygen to it, what does it do? It gets so hot that, Bobby, you know this, you do it all the time. The metal melts, doesn't it? You can cut about anything. Some very smart men I read after said, everything's in store for this thing. We don't need an atomic bomb. All we need God to do is separate the atoms and it'll do it itself. I like that, Jimmy. That helped me right there. I kind of he said, he said, why would God, why would God let man destroy it when God said he was going to do it? And he's got it all set in order. What? John told us 18 million acres, what'd you say? 18 million acres are on fire in Canada right now. We just come from Columbus, Ohio. You couldn't hardly see across the interstate for the smoke. It's a long way from Columbus to Canada. What are you saying there, preacher? I'm saying he's got it all set up. It's been held in store. Hey, I should have preached on lamb. He's holding this thing. By him, all things consist. He's holding it together. But it's being kept in store until God says, okay, it's time to melt it. Now, what, what most, I think, struggle with, and I'm going to tell you, you'll find other opinions than your pastors if you go reading and researching this. Gordon knows he's read after these same, we read after some of the same people. And I like the old guys. Now, the new guys, I like them as well, but I read after some of the old fellas. And this thing being kept in store, now, let's go to the order of this. If the day is with the, you know God's outside of time, don't you? You know he's not a fake, he's, God is not affected by space nor time. He's outside of time. He's eternal. We are not, we are affected by time. That's why we have so much trouble trying to wrap our minds around this because everything I've got to watch on, I've got a clock in every room in my house. I operate on time. It's just how I operate. But God, God is so eternal that a thousand years, now that's just so we can understand it, is like a day. It's just poof. So with that that wrapped around in our minds, and then we see to understand this, we see the day of the Lord. All the old prophets. You get home and start reading the, the old prophets. You're going to see the day of the Lord. Go to read it through the day of the Lord all the way through the Revelation. The day of the Lord. The day of the Lord. Now the question is, when does that day start? It's my personal conviction. How long's the day? Thank you, Jimmy. It's my personal conviction that the day of the Lord begins at the beginning of the tribulation. That's my personal understanding from what I've read and studied. If you disagree with me, you won't hurt my feelings, won't make me mad. Look, there's a lot of people disagree with me. But it's my understanding. When I read the scripture, in order to get this to fit, the passing away of it, I've got, to, I've got to get a thousand years in there somehow. Are you with me? In order for the day of the Lord to take place. You've got that, Brother Ivan. I am say, he's a He said, I got that, he said. So here, so in order, so we have it. At the beginning of the tribulation period, it is by belief that the church will rapture Caught up, if you want the Bible term, caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord according to verse 18. And when, we, when we're caught up, and then... The, but, but before we are caught up, I think we're getting just a little taste. I think it started way back, covid secured it, there's other things on the horizon we don't know about yet, but I'm the beginning of sorrows and I don't know how far into the sorrows the church has to go. He didn't tell me. He just said the sorrows will begin. He didn't say, he didn't say it the last six months or a year, he didn't say So I don't know how much that is, but I know this. He said, I was saved from the wrath to come. Yes, and we know that the tribulation period is the wrath of God poured upon the, the, the godless that didn't want nothing to do with him. So if you don't want his rat- righteousness, who is Christ, God manifest in the flesh, if you don't want his righteousness, you can have his wrath. Now, I don't know how far, but I believe it's my personal conviction that the church is caught up and the tribulation begins. Thus, the morning of the day of the Lord. That day continues on. Peter's pretty plain right here. How long is a day for the Lord? thousand years. Continues on. But there's some things happen during that day. We know that. We know a tribulation period of seven years. We know that. Every, every Sunday school class in this church has taught that in the last two years at least. There it is, seven years. The beginnings then of the day of the Lord lasts a thousand years. Something happens after the thousand years. The devil's loosed for a season. I think that season's more brief than the tribulation period. I can't prove that scripturally. Again, that's my personal conviction. But it doesn't take seven years for him to gather up those that'll come against God. I mean, after a thousand years of Christ reigning on this earth, say, well, I don't believe he's going to reign here. Then God... God's angel told Mary a lie in Luke chapter one. If, he's, if, if Christ isn't going to sit literally on the throne of David, the angel told Mary a lie. But he didn't tell her a lie. He said, you're going to conceive, and you're going to bear a son, you're going to call his name Jesus. And he's going to be great and called the most high, And the Lord's going to give him, the Lord God's going to give him the throne of his father David. And he's going to reign on forever. He never sat on that throne when he was here the first time. They killed him. We killed him. Our sin killed him. Are you still with me? I'm about done. I'm just about done. And a thousand years carries on. The devil's loose for a season. I'll not not turn to read uh, John said this blessed are they that have part in the first resurrection the first resurrection started with Jesus he's the first fruits of the resurrection it lasts all the way through to the end of this thing it's like harvest time I got this on the the on the first fruits of the sheaf and you don't gather your garden all at one time when you're gathering corn Where's Josh? When you're digging taters, tater man, when you're digging taters, you don't dig one hill and you're done. It's going to take you a while to get them all up. And God stretches it out. Why? Because a thousand years is like a day to him. After the devil is cast into the pit with the, with the beast and the false prophet, the devil's thrown in there with the false prophet and antichrist, he's cast into the pit. Then something happens. We see, we see this. Let me read it to you. And I saw a great white throne, verse number eleven of chapter twenty. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. The earth and the heaven fled away. My personal conviction and understanding is Peter 3.10 takes place right there. When we see that, when we see that, then the next thing we see, I saw the dead small and great stand before God and the books were opened and another book was opened, which is the book of life. Listen, and he said in the next uh, verse after that, and if you wasn't found written in the book of life, you're cast in to a lake of fire. Done deal. A thousand years has come and gone. The tribulation period has expired. A thousand years has come and gone. This is all encompassed in the day of the Lord. The earth is melted with fervent heat. The great white throne judgment takes place. Listen, only the dead, a picture of the lost, are going to stand before the great white throne judgment. I'm not going to be at that one I'm going to the Bema Seat of Christ and I'm going to give an account of everything I've done in this body since he saved me and I've got some things to answer for. And then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. We talked about the place, the passing of the heaven and the earth and the people now that's going to be there. All, hear me tonight, all there in glorified bodies just like Jesus. We'll never be him. He's God. But all there in that time in glorified bodies. How is his body? Look back to Matthew, or Luke chapter 24. He shows us himself right there. I don't understand the part about not having blood. We won't need it. Because the life, the life is in him. I think John 1 has something to do with it. When, they, when he said it like this, John said, "In him was life, and the life was the light of men." I think it's got something to do with the light. Now I just don't hardly have that all ciphered out just yet, but that's my, that's my that's where I'm leaning. But we'll have flesh and bone. And we are the light of the world. But he's the light of the city. Oh, just help me right here. I just got that. He's the light of the city. And when he said, when the angel asked John, said, you want to see the bride? You know what he showed him? The city. That's what he showed him. You go home and read it for yourself. He didn't show him, he didn't start picking out bodies when he said, you want to see the bride? And he showed me Jerusalem. You know why? Because we make it up. This is just the building we gather in. Jerusalem was just the city that God chose. But it's the people that is the temple of God. His glory was in an old tabernacle. First it was Moses on the mountain. Then it's in an old tabernacle. And then we, well then we, we see his glory over the top of the mercy seat. And then, and then we see his glory of the only begotten, full of grace and truth. That would be Jesus. And then he shares that with us. When his spirit indwells us and we become If you have not the spirit of Christ, you're none of his. When we become part of the body of Christ, know you not that you are the temple of God. we become part of the temple. And what was the bright spot of Jerusalem? The temple. What's going to be the bright spot of the new heaven? He's the light. We make up the temple. I mean, if Jesus went to the cross, and he did, and Jesus suffered for us, and he did, Stephen, and he done all that, and Mike Rimmer, you know why he done that? So I could be with him. He must want me there pretty bad. I've took him up on it. He said, I could go, bless God forever. He said I could go. I can miss hell. I can have heaven forever. Glory to God. The new heaven. I, hey, I'm not worried about the earth passing away. I'll forever be with the Lord. Let it burn. I don't really care. He'll make a brand new and I'll be with him. If you're here and you're lost, if the rapture occurs, go out to my house. You can have anything out there. Knock the window out to get in. I don't care. Keys will be hanging inside the door. Take everything out there. I'm not going to need it anymore. That's heaven future. One of these days. Not right now. The day of the Lord's got to come for heaven future to come. But it's a coming. 750 years before he's born, the prophet Isaiah said, a virgin's going to conceive, bring forth a son, going to call his name Emmanuel, and Jesus come, just like he said. Micah said he's going to be born in Bethlehem. Guess where he's born? Just like the prophet said. If you don't know him, it'd be a good night to get to know him. Amen. I wouldn't leave this building until I knew him. I'd make sure that I knew I was going to heaven I left this world. Let's stand to our feet. She's going to play a verse, of course, a song. If you need to pray about something, you're welcome to come. Father, thank you for helping me. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the Time of Truth.